Good morning, 809 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Good morning. We have uh, Shane Tucker. He is the Chief Deputy Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office joining us now. Hey, Chief, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. You had a um, a number of things happen over the weekend, or a number of news notes anyway. Um, let's start with this. There was a shooting on Willard Norris Road that led to, a, uh, I think, a life flight, right? Uh, yes, sir. The shooting actually did not occur on on Willard Norris Road. Uh, Friday, our deputies received a report uh, that a gunshot victim was at the Tom Thumb convenience store there on Willard Norris. Um, and so they, they responded quickly and, and made contact with the uh, the victim. And uh, the the incident is still under investigation by our major crimes detectives. However, right now, the, the evidence really supports that this was an accidental self-inflicted gunshot wound. So uh, we really don't believe there's a um, a perpetrator out there proposed, uh, you know, posing a danger to the community. Uh, but it is it is still being investigated, and and we intend to uh, do our very best to figure out exactly what happened. But right now, it, we're we're kind of in the in the camp that it was a accidental self inflicted gunshot wound. I'm guessing, and I just don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. That the person who was shot was not cooperative, available, helpful unconscious something that's why you couldn't be more clear about the details in this particular situation um the the credibility of the person's statement um has is kind of come into question okay um so some of some of the statements made not necessarily corroborating with the physical evidence um where and that's why it remains open. They're they're still looking into it, um, but you know, as, as we have more information, certainly we'll we'll share that. Okay, so he was saying he got shot. Your investigation think, raises some concerns about that as an accurate a narrative. Is that right? Cor- correct. Okay. All right. I got it. You were also uh, looking for a, a Christian Bradley Davis, I think, who was wanted for kidnapping. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Christian Bradley Davis is wanted for an outstanding warrant from uh, the Milton Police Department for uh, battery and false imprisonment as it relates to a domestic violence incident. Um, so anyone that has any information on his whereabouts is, is sure encouraged to call either law enforcement or um, Crime Stoppers. I would remind folks that if you do call Crime Stoppers, in order to be eligible for the rewards, you have to remain anonymous. You know, a lot of times people call and they give information that um, that identifies who they are. And, and once you do that, that makes you uh, ineligible for the reward. So if, if you're going to call Crime Stoppers and, and you have hopes of collecting that reward, uh, make sure you don't identify yourself. Now, that's a good reminder. We want people to get their reward, and we don't want them to invalidate their eligibility for it by sil- silly things like saying your name when you call Crime Stoppers. Don't do that. You also had a uh, guy, Kyle Andrew B. of Gulf Breeze, wanted for, uh, what, obstructing justice and preventing a witness from communicating with a judge? or what, what's, what's this all about? Well, that was um, another concerning domestic violence case we had, and, and fortunately we have located him, and uh, we have given him a place to stay. Uh, last week, our deputies went to a, uh, a pretty serious physical disturbance uh, in the Gulf Breeze Midway area, um, and uh, this 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 fella and uh, his live-in girlfriend became involved in an altercation, which uh, turned physical. Uh, at, at some point during the altercation, he he deprived her of a uh, of a telephone, so she couldn't call people, and all of it started over her being concerned over him drinking and driving. So she took his keys from him uh, so he couldn't get behind the wheel of a car intoxicated. Um, 
And anyway, that turned into a physical altercation, and uh, it, it wound up with him not letting her leave and not letting her make a phone call. Uh, so criminal charges were filed, and, and fortunately, we were able to get him off the street. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, you know, I, I would like to tell you that's not a very common occurrence, but as, as you and I both know, um, almost every week we have something very similar like that to talk about. So, um, you know, we've we, we got to do better. We you know, absolutely have to do better. The one thing that I always think about this is, he said, she said kind of situations when everybody's angry and worked up and emotional and maybe it's been worse than that. I, I don't know how you all figure out who's telling you the truth because it just everybody's so passionate at so high volatility. It just seems like getting to the truth in situations like that is a real challenge. It sure can be. And um, when, when law enforcement officers make these decisions, they have to be, um, you know, based on the totality of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not strictly what one party says or what another party says. And unfortunately, in many cases where um, a legitimate crime occurs, a law enforcement officer is really unable to determine who a primary aggressor is. And and oftentimes in those cases, no one gets arrested or charged or held accountable. Um, You know, they look at things, uh, of course, they they consider the statements, they consider the credibility of the statements, they consider physical evidence. Um, You know, oftentimes if um, someone tries to claim self-defense and they don't have a mark on them and the other person's been beaten unconscious, well, well, that statement's not credible. Um, You know, they look at witnesses, they look at, um, you know, the reasonableness of statements, and and all of those things equal the totality of the circumstances, which, which help officers make that judgment call. And, and just uh, you correct me if I'm wrong about this, but um, you're in a situation where, you know, it's really better for these people to be apart, but there's no crime. There's no arrestable. There's no Baker Act circumstance. There's no imminent threat. You just know it'd be better off if they spent a little bit of time apart. You you can't make that happen, right? We cannot. Um, and and I'll, unfortunately, a lot of folks are just hard-headed enough not to listen to good, sound advice. Certainly, we can we can suggest to people, you know, listen, this is obviously not working. It might be a, a really good idea for, for y'all to split up and cool off for a little bit. We can make that suggestion. But all too often, uh, you know, people are hard-headed and stubborn, and, and they say, well, this is my house. I'm not leaving. Well, if she's not leaving, then I'm not leaving. And as you know, that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's, unless there's a criminal violation to enforce or there's uh, some other circumstance like a Baker Act or a Marchman Act, we, we can't just remove somebody from their residence. You're not the parents. <laughs> you're the, you not. know, you're there, you're, you're there to law, enforce the law. And if the law doesn't give you power to do anything, then that's the problem. I know y'all had sent some folks down to help out with Ian response. And I think maybe the first team has returned now. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. They sure have. They got back from uh, Port Charlotte over the weekend. Uh, they had a very successful mission down there, a safe mission, um, assisting local authorities with the uh, immediate response to Hurricane Ian. And uh, we have sent another team to replace them, our second team. Uh, we really anticipate this will probably be the last team from the sheriff's office uh, that deploys down there for that. Um, as you know, other agencies are, are kind of taking over the response for the long term. Um, but but certainly we're prepared to do whatever we need to to assist and uh, and provide you know any kind of aid just like those folks did for us. Very good. And you guys are hiring. Got a couple of job openings. We sure are. Uh, in addition to the positions, you know, like deputy sheriff and uh, um, uh, 
uh, detention deputy that are open continuously. We are now looking for a uh, victim's advocate, a uh, purchasing clerk, and an inmate programs transition coordinator. And uh, information about uh, all of our job openings can be found on our website at uh, sheriffsoffice.org. So if, uh, if if you're looking for a job, we're certainly looking for some great people. Very good. Shane Tucker, he's a chief deputy of Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. As always, Chief, thank you for the time and for informing us and uh, doing what you're doing to keep us safe, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon.